0: Hello and welcome to the South Carolina Lead. I'm your host, Gavin Jackson, and this episode was recorded on March 22nd, 2021 for my home studio here in Columbia. Just so you know, some of the information in this podcast may have changed by the time you've heard it. This episode features a recap from the action last week, including the open carry with training bill that passed the House. We look at what's happening during this budget week in the State House and get an economic update from the Fed. We also take a look at mixed unemployment data for the state. We elaborate on the CDC guidance for distancing in schools and hear concerns about that spring break life. Sick. Additionally, we want to hear your stories. So we set up a voicemail box to hear from y'all about your daily life in these uncertain times. Leave us a one to three minute long voicemail at 803-563-7169. Leave us your name, where you're calling from, and maybe just a memory or two from the past year of life during this pandemic. 803-563-7169. Now for the latest in South Carolina. Currently, a spread of COVID-19 is ongoing, widespread, and not contained, according to data from the Department of Health and Environmental Control. There have been 459,772 confirmed cases, and currently there are 7,969 confirmed deaths being reported in all 46 counties as of March 22nd at 4 p.m. Our percent positive is 4%, and currently 535 people are hospitalized with COVID-19, 130 are in intensive care, and 62 are on ventilators. ICU hospitalization and ventilator numbers continue to slowly increase. And a little more than three months ago, the first vaccine doses arrived in our state. Now, we have surpassed 1 million South Carolinians who have started the vaccination process. Yay! Yay. Very exciting. 578,000 have completed the process entirely. And you can schedule your appointment by going to scdhec.gov vaxlocator or call one 866 three six five eight one one zero we 18 i've done it you gotta be in phase one b but uh phase one c phase two they're coming we're coming So last week, I was super focused on editing together the year-in-review-please-don't-send-us-back-to-2020 package for this week in South Carolina and the podcast that I completely checked out of covering the state house.
1: Oh, brother, this guy
0: stinks! It was bittersweet. Luckily, the Russ McKinney was still there keeping an eye on things. And here are some highlights of what happened in Columbia last week.
2: The State House of Representatives is continuing its focus on controversial gun rights and social issues this legislative session. This week, the House, by an overwhelming vote, passed the Open Carry with Training Bill. It will allow anyone with a state-issued concealed weapons permit to openly carry a handgun in public. It contains some restrictions, such as in government buildings and where businesses choose not to allow the practice. The open-carry bill was a priority of the Republican-led House. Greenville Republican Bobby Cox, the bill's chief sponsor, said citizens are demanding to be able to exercise more of their Second Amendment rights.
3: This legislation is really a critical step if you look at it in bringing South Carolina in line with the vast majority of the country, uh, including our neighboring states. Uh, And any time you can advance restoration of rights, I think, is a good thing.
2: Passage of the bill came despite opposition from some of the state's top law enforcement leaders, gun safety groups, and a large group of ministers. Many African American House members passionately argued against it, saying they fear it will promote gun violence at a time when there are heightened racial tensions across the country. Here's Richland County Democrat Wendy Brawley.
4: How do we justify having sidearms visible? for everyone in the state who they claim is eligible to receive a sidearm when we are already killing people without it. People are afraid. And you know what? I understand fear. Fear is real. Fear will make you do some crazy stuff sometimes.
2: Wednesday's marathon session saw debate on the bill focus on race relations. It led a number of African-American members to claim that in a climate of what they called institutional racism and a rising number of hate crimes, open carry would prove especially dangerous for minorities. Charleston Democrat J.A. Moore's sister was one of the nine Charleston Emanuel Church shooting victims.
5: But in the climate we're living in now where there's just
0: so much visceral hate, you know, this is a serious issue. Some of y'all think this is just a political issue to win points with your constituents or get likes or, or to rise up in power in this chamber. This is life or death.
2: The open carry bill now goes to the Senate where it's unclear if it will be acted on during this year's session. Also, another open carry bill is on the way to the House floor known as constitutional carry. It would allow for the open carrying of legal guns without any permit or training. South Carolina is one of only three states in the country without a so-called hate crimes law on the books. This week, a hate crimes bill cleared a House committee after it reinstated protections for sexual orientation and gender categories it had earlier removed from the bill. The removal prompted outrage from a number of groups. The bill is aimed at protecting victims of violent crimes because of race, sex, national origin, religion, or disability. It calls for the increasing of already established penalties for violent crimes if determined they violate the specified hate crime categories. A controversial bill dealing with transgender student-athletes was derailed this week. The House Judiciary Committee blocked further progress on the proposed Save Women's Sports Act. The GOP-led bill would have made it illegal for transgender athletes to play on girls middle or high school athletic teams. Next week, the House is expected to turn its attention away from such controversial bills and begin debate on next year's $9.8 billion state budget. Thanks, Russ. And looking at
0: this week in the State House, the House of Representatives gaveled in on Monday to kick off budget week. Woo! Yeah, all they do is talk about the budget on the House floor all week and they're deliberating the $10 billion budget. While we still have an excess of money this year, budget writers still took a conservative approach to spending. And we'll recap all the action for you at the end of the week. Now, once the House approves a budget, it will head over to the Senate Finance Committee. And already several finance subcommittee meetings have taken place with different agencies dealing with their budget requests. Speaking of the Senate, here's what we'll be watching for in the upper chamber for week 11 of 18. On Wednesday, a Senate Judiciary Subcommittee is holding hearings on their version of a hate crimes bill, S-14. The Family and Veterans Services Committee will take up the state flag design bill, S-101. And an Education Subcommittee will discuss a bill that would allow for college athlete compensation. And on Thursday, there's a hearing on the DHEC Restructuring Bill, S-2. As far as what's going to be happening on the Senate floor, well, it's not expected to be too much of a racetrack this week as the Senate works through its calendar and eagerly awaits to get the budget into committee. Also, we are five legislative working days away from the April 8th crossover. Now, if a bill hasn't been approved by one chamber and made it over to the other by this time, the likelihood of it reaching the governor's desk before the end of session, which is May 13th, also known as Signy die, is like nil. These are my rules, folks. Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell spoke last week after the Federal Open Market Committee meeting, in which it was decided, unsurprisingly that interest rates will remain near zero and monetary support will continue. Here is Powell.
6: The economic fallout has been real and widespread. But with the benefit of perspective, we can say that some of the very worst economic outcomes have been avoided by swift and forceful action, from Congress, from across government, and in cities and towns across the country. More people held on to their jobs, more businesses kept their doors open, and more incomes were saved as a result of these swift and forceful policy actions. And while we welcome these positive developments, no one should be complacent. At the Fed, we will continue to provide the economy the support that it needs for as long as it takes. Today, the FOMC kept interest rates near zero and maintained our sizable asset purchases. These measures, along with our strong guidance on interest rates and on our balance sheet, will ensure that monetary policy will continue to deliver powerful support to the economy until the recovery is complete. The path of the economy continues to depend significantly on the course of the virus and the measures undertaken to control its spread.
0: The Fed will continue to provide the support that it needs for as long as it takes. Yes, Chairman Powell, I'm CCing my parents on that one. Support for as long as it takes, please. (laughs) Powell also gave an update on the labor market, which is still 9.5 million jobs below where we were before the pandemic hit last year. But there are some encouraging signs.
6: As with overall economic activity, conditions in the labor market have turned up recently. Employment rose by 379,000 in February as the leisure and hospitality sector recouped about two-thirds of the jobs that were lost in December and January. Nonetheless, employment in this sector is more than 3 million below its level at the onset of the pandemic. For the economy as a whole, employment is 9.5 million below its pre-pandemic level. The unemployment rate remains elevated at 6.2% in February. This figure understates the shortfall in employment, particularly as participation in the labor market remains notably below pre-pandemic levels.
0: And like we've always said about unemployment rates, they don't give the whole picture because they don't incorporate the drop in labor force participation. But speaking of unemployment rates, we finally have January unemployment numbers from the South Carolina Department of Employment and Workforce, which show unemployment decreased to 5.3% in January from 5.6% in December. Side note, December's rate was quietly revised up a full point from 4.6%, like... So while we're down, we're still up. You know what I mean? Due Director Dan Elsie said that this is higher than where we were in October 2020 and well above the pre-pandemic levels experienced in February 2020. He added that one disturbing aspect of this unemployment rate is that we are noticing that claimants are conducting very few job searches. He said, quote, While the mandatory job search requirement was stopped since March 2020, we will be reimposing this weekly requirement in the near future. Quote, there are some 87,000 open positions in the state and some 125,000 people unemployed. DUE reports that from January 2020 to January 2021, the state's economy had lost 94,300 seasonally adjusted jobs. The biggest drops were reported in leisure and hospitality, government, manufacturing, and education, health services, and professional and business services. No industries reported gains over the year. Despite a decrease for the state in unemployment rates, Every county saw an increase in rates with Bamberg and Marble counties tied with 9.5% at the top and Lexington County at the bottom with 4.1%. And we'll be getting February unemployment data on Friday. So stick around. We'll be right back. Beginning last Friday, all nursing homes and assisted living facilities in South Carolina are required to offer outdoor and or indoor visitation, with few exceptions, based on new guidelines released by DHEC. Facilities are required to allow visitation at all times and for all residents. However, there are circumstances involving a high risk of COVID-19 transmission when facilities should limit indoor visitation for specific residents. These include, for unvaccinated residents, indoor visitation should be limited if the facility's COVID-19 county positivity rate is greater than 10% and less than 70% of residents in the facility are fully vaccinated. And obviously, visitation will be limited if residents have confirmed COVID-19 infections or are in quarantine. And facilities must suspend indoor visitation if a new case is identified pending the results of a facility-wide testing. Now, prior to these updated guidelines, 177 facilities reported they were not allowing visitation based on previous guidelines. Man, anyone else hang out in Miami this weekend? Totally crazy, right? Yeah, just got back just to do the pod. Totally crazy. Flashbacks to this time last year when we were all buttoning up and we all just watched Florida do its thing. Now you're saying, well, the free-willing sunshine state had fewer cases per 100,000 than a heavily restricted California. So masks don't work and other mitigation efforts are bunk. Calm down, guy with the money gun. That is not true, Mr. 305, etc., cetera, etc. The data doesn't tell the whole story. I know that's going to freak some people out. But experts in a Healthline article note that some of those variables that change state by state include differences in housing density, including how many families live together in a single apartment or complex, and also the number of densely populated cities where super spreader events can quickly lead to a large spike in cases. Other factors include income level, age, and race. For example, North Dakota and South Dakota are both among the least restrictive states in the country with higher per capita rates of COVID-19 in the country. For example, in late February, North Dakota had 13,000 cases per 100,000 residents. And South Dakota wasn't too far behind. So, separating and controlling for such variables is hard, and that's why we shouldn't be comparing too much. I say all that to say, travel continues to ramp up. And Sunday marked 11 days of 1 million-plus travelers going through TSA checkpoints in a day, with 1.5 million on Sunday alone. CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky again warned Americans against traveling and to continue practicing safety measures to avoid the spikes we're starting to see in Europe. You guys want to be like Europe? If Europe jumped off a bridge, would you do it? Hmm? Here's Walensky from the White House COVID response team meeting on Monday.
4: Believe me, I get it. We all want to return to our everyday activities and spend time with our family, friends, and loved ones. But we must find the fortitude to hang in there for just a little bit longer. We are a critical point in this pandemic, a fork in the road where we as a country must decide which path we are going to take. We must act now and I am worried that if we don't take the right actions now, we will have another avoidable surge just as we are seeing in Europe right now, and just as we are so aggressively scaling up vaccination. Nearly 25% of the American population has received at least one dose, and over 44 million people, about 13% of the population is fully vaccinated. And we have more vaccine supply on the way. Until then, we must do everything we can to stop the spread of COVID-19 and the proliferation of variants while we get more people vaccinated. We now have 69% of adults over the age of 65 who have received at least one vaccine dose and 42% who are fully vaccinated. And we have seen that the vaccines are working. With increasing numbers of those over 65 now fully vaccinated, we're seeing the benefit. For the first time since last summer, the percent of those over 65 presenting to our emergency departments because of COVID-19 is lower than those aged 26 to 45 in the United States. These vaccines work. We're seeing it in the data. There are positive kinks in our curves. And we need to remain vigilant as we quickly get the rest of the American people fully vaccinated.
0: Next up, let's talk about vaccines and new guidelines real quick. Maybe you have one question like, if I've already had COVID, do I need to get vaccinated? The short answer is yes. Here's Dr. Bill Moss with Johns Hopkins with a longer answer.
3: The CDC guidelines are that uh, individuals who've had COVID, you know, should receive two doses of the vaccine, and this is because the uh, immune response uh, to the natural infection is highly variable. Um, and but we know that the vaccines are. Very highly protective, so it's it sh- it's trading the uncertainty about the level and duration of protection following natural infection with uh, the really good evidence we have on the protective efficacy of the vaccines. Now there has been emerging evidence that uh, people who've had confirmed prior infection with COVID-19, if they get develop, I'll say uh, you know strong immune responses after a single dose, and so I. Am anticipate that in the future, we may see recommendations that people who've had COVID-19 only need a single dose of the vaccine to kind of boost that immune response. But right now, the, the recommendations are two doses for those with COVID-19.
0: Dr. Jennifer Nuzzo, also at Johns Hopkins, elaborates on the CDC guideline change that students can now sit three feet apart from each other, barrier-free, in school if they are wearing masks. This is in light of new research that found the six-foot rule to be overly cautious.
5: So um, the problem has been that that one piece, that physical distance, you know, there was never really great evidence to suggest that six feet was... Um, a magic number by any means. It was just you know, a suggestion, but I think we have learned more about how um, the virus spread to maybe call that number into question. Um, certainly uh, using six feet had always put the United States out of alignment with the WHO that had recommended a meter of distance, which for those who don't know metric, it's closer to three feet. Um, so, you know, I, I think we're just coming better into alignment with um, the science. Um, that said, we do know that um, maintaining six feet of, di- of distance has been particularly difficult for school systems um, to be able to return children to the classroom within the confines of their their um, their school buildings, that just there simply hadn't been enough space to bring all of the students back. And that's why you would see either continued virtual learning or um, for hybrid learning in order to, to space students out a bit. Um, We've also seen um, now evidence coming back about the insufficiency of of virtual and hybrid learning models um, that, you know, with students um, spending so much time on the the computer, you know, reduced physical activity and and other um, mental health and, and, and wellness concerns. So, you know, I think there really was an urgency about around looking at this physical distancing requirement and whether it was truly supported by the science or whether it was an unnecessary barrier. And I think there's just been mounting evidence that it was more in the latter category, a barrier.
0: Now, the CDC continues to recommend the six-foot physical distancing between adults in common areas, as well as when masks cannot be worn, like eating and during activities that involve increased exhalation, such as singing and sports. Welcome to the wind down section, our little break from the news. We talk about life during the pandemic and want to hear your stories as well. Tell us how the year has been. I have an idea how it might have been, but maybe surprise us. Let us know some of your memories from the past year. Uh, Share that memory, 803-563-7169. Good, bad, and different. we want to know. It's been a wild, wild year, and we're still not through it yet, but we're getting there. So let us know how things are going, 803-563-7169. AT, I hear you have some treats for us today. Treats, plural. plural. We're we're du- we're double dipping, okay? I
7: thought you know what, it's been a year. Let's double dip. Let's give the people what they want, mm-hmm. which is multiple dips at once, yes. you know what I mean? Yes. Uh so uh just to just to to sate their their <laughs> the <laughs> spicy <poisonous appetite>. chicken <laughs> buffalo dip
0: and your you oh, know God. blue
7: cheese dip. <laughs> Gavin's got a famous 15-layer dip <laughs> recipe. <laughs>
2: Not one, not
7: two, but 15 layers 15 layers, they're all ground up (laughs) And then just poured over each other Um, It's magical You leave it outside for three days And then you top with mayonnaise (laughs) (laughs) It slides right down Anyway, super healthy Here's the first dip, Gavin Okay, let's get Mm, to
0: it Mm. First layer of the dip
1: Hey Gavin and AT, it's Bryant from Georgetown Long time listener, first time caller I uh, just wanted to say that I love the show and wanted to let you know about my vaccine experience today. Uh, here in Georgetown, Tideland's had a vaccine drive at the Howard Auditorium. The whole experience uh, took about 30 minutes from check-in to the time that I have left. Uh, so far, I've had no side effects. Uh, just glad I can do something to help the community. Again, love the show. Have a good one, everybody.
0: Brian from Georgetown, glad to hear all went well with the vaccine. 30 minutes round trip. You can't beat that. That's great can't to hear. Be it. You can't beat uh, that anywhere, okay? And I hope you're taking your ibuprofen after you get that shot, because that it's like
7: someone punched you in the arm. Yeah. like, it's like it's, you got it, my friend said it's like you got birthday punches. And I was like, yep. geez, tough. that You living. got the Johnson
0: Johnson, it. you you didn't get that, huh? I got
7: I got the J uh, and J uh, baby. no, I, I I felt pretty bad. I mean, my my arm was sore. Um, okay. It, but it it's, didn't feel it, like you got punched? No, it honestly, it made me feel like I kind of had a hangover. <laughs> hmm. I wouldn't know. But I have no I know, idea what that's like. It's, it's, yeah, Gavin's never been hungover. He's just actually so strong that he's I'm never so been hungover. so hydrated all the time that it's really hard for me to. <laughs> he's like Tom Brady. He drinks enough water and he doesn't get sunburns. <laughs> anyway. Bless thank you. you, Bryant. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> love to hear it. Call, call back again. We love you. Yeah, Georgetown. Hulla. And the, uh, our uh, second layer of the dip. The second layer of this dip of our two dips. This is like two your tomatoes, dip. your your yeah, onions. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is our natural fresh stuff. But uh, as Brian is the first caller, and we'd like him to call again. This is from someone who just he can't learn that. Maybe we don't want to hear from him anymore. Oh
0: God! <laughs> oh, this could've?
7: is uh, this is someone who's lived in my basement. So oh,
0: here we go. The worst kind.
1: Hey Gavin and At, this is uh, Logan calling back. Um, Columbia, aka Basement Boy Number One. I was giving you guys a call to let you know that, uh, I had recently been vaccinated. Um, you can actually sign up to get any of the leftover vaccines from anybody who didn't show up for an appointment. So sometimes it might be, you know, short notice, but you can actually go and get vaccinated uh, short term. That being said, I also wanted to call back and respond to Fangirl from the Upstate. And uh, say, I love you. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, I love empirical data, which is why my proposed solution to our is AT uh, a stud would be to post him on the SE Lead Pod Instagram and uh have the people vote. You know, do you do you find AT to be the stud McMuffin that fangirl thinks uh that he is? So I think it's an elegant solution, but uh you guys let me know what you think. Uh love ya. Hopefully uh we hear back from Fangirl.
0: Logan, great to hear from you. Congrats on the vaccine and good idea yeah, with getting those yeah, yeah. leftovers. <laughs> uh but I'm gonna have to go ahead and say that this debate over uh this 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 just, just rudimentary scale of uh, this just, just, you know, archaic scale of looks and personalities just gone on too long. <laughs> And I don't want to cancel anyone, but Logan, you're getting really—I mean, I don't cancel, but we're gonna. Just don't make Gavin's us. Gavin's been it. dying to cancel somebody. I've been, somebody been looking and to cancel His crosshairs
7: are set on you, Logan, and uh, I just like to say, Logan, that I am not a piece of meat. Yes, there okay? you go. And you're you're treating me like an object, and I don't appreciate that. Um, <laughs> we, let's just uh,
0: and just hit the cancel anyway, button
7: right now. Just do it. Anyway, uh, I I can speak for Gavin. Uh, <laughs> I, I can speak pod. for. Him. I can speak for him. Shut up, Gavin, for a second. Uh, uh, I can speak for him and just say that we're we're firmly in we're team fangirl here. So yeah, uh, uh, yeah.
0: no no one is team Logan. So
7: (laughs) all right. Okay, thank you for speaking
0: for me. That was a nice break (laughs) for my voice. Yeah, uh, you did say that you um had some sort of aging concern you wanted to bring up
7: keeping with myself chronicling my my possible aging which is inevitable it's anyway. yes, definitely definitely possible, possible. i wouldn't I could say be it's going backwards who knows it could, be. Yes, knows? It could be going backwards anyway i have a question to pose to gavin okay so ultimately is does this make me old mm. um, so uh, recently i've just been i've i've had a chill all the time <laughs> all the time and i've had to no matter what And now, last night, the first time, I had to wear socks to bed. I've had to wear socks
0: all the time. Does that make me old? (laughs) Um, Well, I can answer this question for you because I'm wearing a (laughs) scarf and socks in my own home
7: right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, this is brand new for me. Does having to wear socks because you're chilly make you
0: old? It's totally normal. You're only like a year younger than me, right? (laughs) Yeah, not even well, well you are now light years ahead of anyone else my <laughs> friend welcome to advanced aging um no i mean that's 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 totally normal especially during this you know it's still chilly it's still early spring we just turned to spring and saturday so i mean it's not it's it's still that there you can go outside and it's like you want to wear shorts but i i can feel that little chill i'm like no no, no i push it the sun's gonna go down i want to get too cold but yeah you know you want to be you want to be comfortable you know you can't put a price on comfort I can tell you that for free. <laughs> Having worked in mattress sales for
7: most of my life, I've, I've, I've run seven or eight <laughs> men's warehouses in the greater tri-state area, and you can trust me. I mean, There's no I, price on comfort. It's a it's, sleep number bed. okay? You're going to thank me in the morning, This okay? is memory foam. It remembers you. High quality. Okay? Okay? I mean, yeah,
0: if you want to put a price on that, sure. I guess you could put a price on comfort, but where I come from, no. No such thing. But uh, yeah, you're getting old. You had gray Shit. hair. I mean, it's okay. It's still there. That's exciting. I,
7: I, I when I, when I had to get out of <laughs> under the covers and put socks on, I felt like I had lost, you know, like I love I wearing socks like to bed. Would, I, this was the first, this was the first experience for me. And it was like, um, I felt like there was a game I didn't know I was
0: playing and mm-hmm. I had just
7: lost it. It's, it's so. brutal.
0: They don't, they don't tell you these things. growing What's up. What's next? What's next? Um, you don't drink hot liquids though, so I guess that's not that's not a no. thing for you. Tea. I was gonna say I was gonna give you the tea. <laughs> I'm gonna need I'm going <laughs> tea to, I to mean, to if cool you started drinking hot liquids, I'd be like, gee, like, we you would a, call nine one one. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Caitlin, is everything okay? It's like Soylent Green. It's made out of people. Things happen. People find things out. You know, people get turned into food. It happens. I watched that uh, recently because I was talking to someone about it because. Um, had a game changer at home team recently. Delicious. They were dyed green, yeah. soiling green. They were a little so, thick. Naturally, so naturally. You had naturally. to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that Charlton Hesden, like we were saying, just too much overacting there. Overacting. He's like, he's a down. ham. He's a ham. Yeah. And then watched a couple of Christopher Guest movies over the weekend just to like Fabulous. reorient, yeah. just, you know, yeah, best yeah, in yeah. show. I just love Catherine O'Hare so much. Um, Waiting for Guffman, always a standby classic.
7: Spinal tap number one. We know that. This amp goes to 11.
0: (laughs) Don't even point at them. Don't don't point. (laughs) Don't point. (laughs) Where to start? This bread is just too small for this. Just so many good lines. Uh,
7: Stonehenge
0: <laughs> was in
7: danger of getting trampled by a dwarf. <laughs> Stonehenge. I have the drawing right here. It says 21 inches. It says 21 inches. So funny. Anyway, let's not yeah, do any more lines. Take it out. Really Take it out for the people. Take yeah, that's it out. all I
0: got, I think. Well, thanks, folks. Uh, let us know how you're aging. <laughs> um, are your joints cracking? Do you know when it's going to rain? These are things AT needs to know about. You can tell us at 803-563-7169. You can also leave us a review on iTunes. As long as you give us five stars, I really don't I don't care what you write. <laughs> like that. Don't we have Moby Dick review on there? Anyway, we I do care what you write. Be nice. Be kind. Rewind. Stay up to date with the latest news on SCE and SouthCarolinaPublicRadio.org, and don't forget to support your local newspapers. Also, consider becoming a TV member. Membership starts at forty dollars, and if you pledge at the seventy-five dollar level, you get access to PBS Passport and all the great programming your donation helps support. For the South Carolina lead, I'm Gavin Jackson. Be well, South Carolina.
7: ta,
0: one, and a two, and a
7: tip of your toe. That's scat, my man. Ha-cha-cha-cha!